because the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away. Hi, welcome to Diagnosis Infertility. I'm Andrea. I'm a health and life coach and infertility warrior, and I want to normalize the trauma associated with infertility, but also make you laugh out loud at least once. If you're trying to wrap your head around fertility, maybe you have experienced infertility in the past, maybe you're worried about it in the future, or you're currently in the freaking trenches, going through it right now, or maybe someone close to you is, then this podcast is for you. Here we are all about being raw, telling it how it is, and giving you real action items to support your mental, emotional, and physical health. Because girlfriend, it's about all three. Okay, let's get started. Okay. Thanks for joining me, babe. You're very welcome. It's been a while since we've done his point of view and I think it's so powerful and I've had a ton of really good feedback behind it. And for those two, um, I've had a lot of people that I connect with on Instagram that I, that have talked to me or have asked me about like how to support their husband during like when they're going through infertility too, and like supporting them when they're an emotional ball of wreck. And then also how to, to support or what's like what they're experiencing um, when their friends announce their pregnancies. So I'm going to give you an example of one of the most recent ones that I had talked to somebody about. They had said that uh, it's the guy, it's the boys that are really good friends, almost like best friends in this relationship. And the wife is experiencing uh, infertility and it's this good friend's wife who became pregnant. And so I don't know. I guess I want to know your viewpoint. And we've never talked about this is like what you experienced when your friends would tell you that they're pregnant again, when we were like in our five years, Mm -hmm. I realized how much I'm talking. I'm just setting this up for you. So you can just (laughs) talk a whole lot. Cause like we have a really good friend who has five boys and Mm -hmm. like not on purpose. (laughs) Well, three of them were the fourth one was, Kind of an accident, hoping for a girl. And the fifth one was, and they're excited for all five of them. They love all five of them. But yeah, I, I know what you're you're talking about. So tell me how what your experience was when we had like Mr. Fertile Myrtles while we were going through infertility. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know the you know the saying. It, it felt like he walked down the hallway, bumped into his wife, and they got pregnant. Right. Um, and I just kind of set the stage a little bit. I have an annual kind of a bachelor party guys weekend. You know, it's a core group of guys that were a part of my bachelor party and we've done it annually. We stay connected, you know, even though we don't see each other as often as we used to throughout the rest of the year, we make it a point to always stay connected around that same weekend that we had my bachelor party back in 2009. And, you know, there were, I'm trying to think probably four different times he'd already had his first son, but there were four different times that he showed up and either announced that he was pregnant or just had a kid. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was tough because I was very excited for him. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to let people forget that, right? So with all of my buddies that have gotten pregnant, 
um, seemingly on the first try, second try, whatever it happens to be, it just, it, it was a different feeling for me than it would be for a female because I was ecstatic for him. I didn't understand why it wasn't working like that for us. And so to try and have those conversations with my buddies, it, you know, there was one time where my buddy announced his pregnancy and everybody was so excited at, at this annual guys weekend and everybody was so excited. And then all of a sudden the guy who announced his pregnancy stopped, looked at me and said, I'm so sorry, Mark. And just that was enough for me. You know, um, I was, I was ecstatic that he was pregnant uh, or that his wife was pregnant, but the fact that he recognized that we were struggling, even in just the two or the, the very few words, I'm sorry, Mark was, was enough to make me feel seen. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, for sure. You felt seen, and I know you were genuinely excited for them. Uh, was there anything like between, like you and I, that gave you a different like sadness or a different like frustration? That, like, I'll be honest, I get frustrated that people get pregnant for free, you mm-hmm. know, and we like are still dealing with debt that started when we went through IVF. So was there anything different besides the excitement and like feeling seen that you would care to admit that you felt? It's a good question. The biggest feeling that I had was frustration over the ease that they were able to get pregnant and having to come back to see you after that weekend and tell you that somebody else was pregnant. Yeah. That was that was the 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 biggest heartache that I had. It wasn't that my buddies were, you know, were going to be a dad or, you know, adding to their family. It was how is my wife going to handle the news that yet again somebody is preparing to be a dad. And I felt like there was Oh man, five or six years in a row yeah. that we were going out there that I was coming back and saying, Hey, you know, some great news. And I, I try to buffer the blow as best as possible, just so you wouldn't go into a tailspin. Right. Yeah. Which is fair. <laughs> Cause it is, I've noticed just talking to people that, you know, the husband isn't spared from emotion with a different pregnancy announcement. But I, I notice from what I've been told is that they handle it with a little bit different. Cause you know, it's the woman always, I feel experiences it deeper because it's her body that she mm-hmm. feels is failing the marriage or failing, you know, who their family, right. because right. Like we're the ones that carry the physical baby and those mm-hmm. types of things. So um, I think well, I, I, I'm still carrying the weight from our first child. <laughs> so there's that. So you may no have carried carry Charlie Joe, but my, my scale started to skyrocket once we had that kids. <laughs> yeah. It, no, there's no comment there. Right. Cause it's, it's, we talk about this. That's funny. I'm going to go down this bunny trail a little bit. We talk about 
Mark is actively trying to shed some of the baby weight as well. But we talk about how, you know, weight, it's not so much the weight, it's just the lifestyle and the habits and how you feel. And anyway, so your baby weight is fine. But I love who you are when your habits uh, are a little healthier, for sure. Fair. (laughs) Okay, so back to, I guess back to, you know, when your friends and everyone is telling you all of this, was it different? based on what friend it was, or was it about the same experience because you had to come home and talk to me and tell me that yet another human they were expecting or this or no, that? It, no, it was the same, whether it was somebody at work or, or, you know, one of my actual, um, you know, one of my buddies that I go on these trips with, you know, it, it didn't matter who it was. I had genuine excitement for them, but there was the, Frustration, like I had mentioned, yeah. that <clears throat> they're doing it by walking down the hall. Literally doing it. Yeah, literally. Um, doing it. <laughs> yeah, I am curious too about how, like, you felt when I had such a big reaction to when other people were getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. How did I feel when? Um, were you frustrated? Were you fine? Were you sympathetic? Were you annoyed when I would be completely devastated and completely defeated that somebody else announced their pregnancy? Right away, I was very sympathetic because I understood it. Towards the end, uh, if, we're, if we're being completely transparent, I started to get a little annoyed because like I'd mentioned in one of the earlier podcasts, when you were crying after our you know fifth or sixth IUI and we didn't have a positive pregnancy test and you started crying. And my response wasn't, and I'm sharing this for anybody who's new to your podcast. I'd said this in one of the earlier episodes. I said, well, what did you expect? Which is not the right answer or not the right comment to say, FYI. <laughs> and for, for anybody listening that might be a dude or somebody else, do not say that to your spouse. Not okay. And I yeah. apologized afterwards. Yeah. I did. But, no, you, yeah. but you know, right, right away, I was very sympathetic because we both wanted kids. We both were frustrated at how everything was playing out, you know, with the cards that we were dealt. And then towards the end, it just, I, I became kind of numb to it. And so based on that numbness, I started to unfortunately get annoyed because I became so numb to what was happening that I didn't understand why you weren't to that point either, which is not fair. Right. So you were expecting me to get a little bit more numb? Yes. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah. I don't think I ever got to the numbness point of it. And 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 that's fine. Yeah, no, for sure. Whatever anyone feels is completely fine. But a lot of this, it's like hard for me to recall unless something like specific is brought up because I did block so much of that out of our lives Mm because it was really just a shitty time. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I never became numb to any of that. I became like, oh, yeah, like expecting nothing less. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. What about when one of your buddies announced that they were going to have twins? Yeah, you know, I have a 
a few buddies that have twins and it's it's interesting because you know they had twins running in the family uh, it wasn't through IVF stuff right and so with us our first go round we you know again for those new to listening we were pregnant through IVF our first time and we had twins and we lost one at 17 weeks uh, which was devastating uh, absolutely well, devastating it was devastating on a new level because it was like six weeks away from that baby could have been viable type of a mm-hmm. thing. Like, right. But, but going back to your, your question about how did I feel when, you know, they announced that they were having twins, you know, whether it was a, a single child or twins or, you know, it didn't affect how I felt. Hmm. Yeah. I, what about you? I think it was, it's a weird it's a weird experience. Anyone who's experienced a miscarriage or going through infertility because so say someone says that they're pregnant with twins that, you know, mm-hmm. we're close with, there's a twinge of like, Oh, she gets it. And I don't, but on top of that, then it's all of a sudden like a little bit of trauma coming back because I don't want anything to happen to those twins either. Right. Or one of their babies or like their pregnancy. So, and I feel like that anyone that goes through infertility maybe is like super hurt and gut punched mm-hmm. that somebody else is pregnant. But then I feel like in the same breath that they don't want anything bad to happen to that baby. They don't want, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You're not wishing ill on, on anybody who's, who's um, excited about what the possibility or, or the you know upcoming nine months is going to bring. For sure. And I kind of feel like that with pregnancy announcements, like I said, it gives us such a different gut punch and reminder that we're not there yet. And we, I, for women, we're, we get weird. We're not excited. We're kind of pissy about a pregnancy announcement, but in the next sense, we're like super I don't want to say territorial over it, but we're super like then invested to make sure that nothing happens to that pregnancy, even though we're still not okay that it's us. It's like this weird thing that women, I feel like experience. So sure. anyway, yeah. Okay. Any other perspective that you have regarding other people's pregnancy successes, even now? No, you can say I, no. <laughs> no, it's um, it, it's still kind of the same, right? I mean, now that we have our our kids, I I don't feel like I used to feel initially. So when somebody announces their pregnancy, I don't revert back to where we were when we were trying to go through it. I just know what we currently have and how blessed we are with our two kids. Yeah, and so so for me, I. I'm looking towards the future and not looking back at the past. Doesn't mean I I still don't feel and and have those feelings from the past. But when somebody announces the pregnancy, I I don't revert back to how I felt when we were going through infertility. Yeah, and I think it's important to highlight that there is another side to this that infertility is just a season. Mm-hmm. It, it's and it can be a long season, like the North Dakota winters. Yeah. It's snowing right now. It is snowing right now. And, you know, even though that season may last, 
you know, a couple of months, a couple of years, you know, possibly even up to a decade, you know, who knows? Um, you know, once, once the decision is made to move forward, however that is, whether it's, you know, IUI doing some infertility testing, doing IVF, adopting, or ultimately choosing not to be parents, you know, there is another season and it sucks to hear, especially when I say not having kids of your own, but there is another season. And we were very fortunate, even though we had to go through all the shit, we were very fortunate to be able to bring home our two kids after, you know, two successful IVFs. Yeah. So because there are seasons, how, I mean, how are you feeling? What, what's your take on it all? I mean, did, do you feel like that season is, is past or are you still living in it? I mean, are, are we in the muddy waters of spring from the thawing of snow or are we into summer or fall or what, what's your take? Yeah, that's actually a really good question and a really interesting analogy. I think there's different parts of your season that have maybe moved forward more than other because my tagline essentially is is that the trauma of infertility doesn't just go away right so for us we have nine embryos that we we know we are going to make a decision on them we are i think avoiding Mm -hmm. like that right now and i think that's just fine um so there's there's that part of infertility, right? We have all these embryos that in my mind could be nine healthy humans. Mm-hmm. And so there's that, but there's the trauma that, you know, if you haven't processed your miscarriage or you haven't processed your infertility, or maybe a lot of times the divorce rate goes up quite high after you've experienced infertility. So maybe you know, your marriage is a little bit rocky or you're still grieving the loss that you've experienced, whether that be an actual person that you lost in like a baby or just the experience of getting pregnant naturally or whatever it is that you're grieving that loss. Like if you haven't processed those things, the trauma doesn't just go away, even if you adopted or have kids at home or very, very content with not, you know, being parents right now. So I think parts of those can move on and be in the muddy thawing season of which is North Dakota. And some can be, you know, in the sunshine of summer. So, and I think you ebb and flow back and forth with it too. You might be like doing really well one day or one week, and then you might had, it might might storm a little bit. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great question because I don't think you ever go back to being who you were. You don't. I think you, you turn into somebody or something extraordinary. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look back at when we had our second child, right? So, um, so going through IVF and infertility to get our first, our firstborn daughter, you know, she was born in 2017 and then fast forward two more years after IVF and we got pregnant with our son. It's. I mean, it, it changed who we were and, and there, there are things in life that make you who you are. And, uh, you know, one of those things is, is going through that struggle for us that, that other people didn't have to go through, you know, it's, it's my mom's birthday today. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom passed away, you know, in 2019, right? So July of 2019, two months before our son was born. So she got to know that it was a son, um, you know, which was, which was great. But going back to, you're not the same person. I mean, life events make you who you are as you, as you grow older, you know, and, and I'm going to share two philosophical quotes with you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. So the first one is, uh, is from a, a well-known American philosopher um, talking about strategy. So as, you know, as we were trying to strategically get pregnant, because, you know, whether it's, you know, timing your ovulation cycle or, you know, making the decision to move into our infertility treatments, you know, you can have all the strategy in the world. And as a great American philosopher, Mike Tyson used to say, strategy goes out the window when you get punched in the face. And for us, our strategy to get pregnant was to follow the ovulation cycle. Then we got smacked in the face and we had to readjust. And that's when we went into our um, infertility treatment. So, so that's the first one. And the second one is from Confucius. So this is a, this is actually a really good philosophical quote that I've heard it multiple times. And for whatever reason, it just came to my mind like two or three days ago. And, and I don't know why it might be because I'm coming on this podcast, but what Confucius, but what Confucius had said is we have two lives and the second life begins when we realize we only have one. Oh, okay. That is so powerful because he is a different religion than what we are, but I mean, you can still, you know, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, it's a philosophical quote and it's, I mean, it, it's a deep quote. And as you really dig into what that meaning is, right. Um, you know, from, from our earthly life, you have two lives. Second one begins. So, um, you know, as, as you and I have been talking the last couple of days, honey, you know, you have been having a hard time figuring out how or realizing how slow growing a business can be. Yes. But I said something at our neighbor's house on Sunday when we were having dinner with them. I have never seen you happier. <laughs> yeah. And so keep plugging along. People listen to you. You have a pedestal that you're standing on and you're sharing your voice and you're helping people that you don't realize. So know that. Yeah. So keep going. So going back to Confucius's quote. <laughs> We have two lives and the second one begins when we realize we only have one. Well, and thank you for that because, well, you just know it. Yes. It's hard to anyone out there who's tried to build a business from scratch, from nothing. It's, it's slow, but it's totally worth it when you impact even just one person. But that quote is so powerful for me because that's why I created her. That's why I'm doing this business is because there's so many people, including myself, and maybe even you a little bit, that you're getting so wrapped up in all of this other stuff, dealing with trying to conceive and try to get pregnant and the strategy mm-hmm. that you have, you get so wrapped up in that strategy that you kind of forget who you are. And then you've forgotten who you are, but you're not who you used to be. 
you're someone different. And it, mm-hmm. I feel like it ties in nicely of why I created health and life coaching business for women experiencing infertility mm-hmm. because of that. Yep. I would agree. So, okay. Well, you made me tear up when we were talking about your mom. Yep, <laughs> you well. made me tear up when you told me to keep going, but, and you made me even tear up when we were talking about, uh, your like the experience that we went through when you know other couples would tell you not even just me that they were pregnant so that is the status over here yeah well the status over here is i'm drinking coffee because i'm at work and it's not an evening deal so i'm not having a cocktail with you like we normally do so, that, so yeah. we're, actually, <laughs> we're actually doing this in a, in a different locations for the first time yeah we're over at zoom because why would you with someone you live with, be able to schedule something in person. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's life's busy. All right. Well, thank you so much, babe. I love your point of view and I love when you share and I love when you're truly raw, open and honest. And I believe everyone else appreciates that too. No, oh, you're very welcome, honey. And you know, everybody listening, you know, let us know what you want to hear from me. If, you want to continue hearing from me or if you just want to say scrap that guy with a deep voice (laughs) yeah and we talked about mark even interviewing a buddy of his and they experienced um i believe they were able to get pregnant but the infertility that they experienced was recurrent loss Um, so anyway let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in hearing and yeah Thank you for listening in today. I hope it inspired you or maybe you awkwardly snorted out loud. Either way, totally cool. Now listen, those of us who really need to hear something like today's episode might need a gentle nudge to tune in. Please, if you know anyone that would benefit from today's episode, please text it to her right now. And remember, you are not a mess. You are brave for trying. Can't wait to talk soon. Okay, I hope you're enjoying the show. If infertility is consuming your brain, then listen up. I coach women on the soul-sucking journey of infertility. I hold your hand to get you out of the pit because we tend to forget everything else in our lives. But the sperm count, the ovulation time, the blood levels, etc., etc. I'm here to work through the stress, the nutrition, the hormone weight, it all. I don't get you pregnant. I won't get you pregnant. I'm not going to promise you that. Your doctors do all that. What I do is pick up the mental, emotional, and physical pieces that tend to be pushed aside. If you are interested in a free discovery call, 100% free, no strings attached, head over to my website. There's a link in the bio and click connect with me. Okay. Okay.